Do we start a podcast after all this? <laughs> uh, we start with the same sentence that we start with every single podcast. Introduce ourselves and then just go into the episode recap. So, so no bullshit. We're just we're just doing it. We're just going right in. You're you're the one who told me, hey, I've got someone coming over. If it's too late, maybe we could reschedule. And then I said, I'm good to go. We could reschedule if you need to. And you said, no, sure, let's do it. <laughs> Given that, then yeah, maybe uh, maybe we can cut most of the bullshit and then just start recording. <laughs> you know, man... <laughs> I'm sorry I'm like this. I just... <laughs> I, I have to fuck with everybody at any given moment. That's just how it goes. Uh, this is a shout of Bleach Rewatch Podcast. I'm your co-host, Senna. And I'm your co-host, Sam. Uh, well, Sam, I hope you like, uh, you know, minor falls and major lifts, because this time we've got episode 120, and I'll tell you, it's a cold and it's a broken Hyoran Maru, because this episode's titled Hitsugaya Scatters, The Broken Hyoran Maru. I'm getting nothing for that one. I'm at nope. nothing at all. Nope, nothing. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> We start off right in the thick of it with the fight between Renji and the Aronkar Ilfort Grants. Renji is seemingly losing despite his Bankai, and at the same time elsewhere, Hitsugaya is also losing with his own Bankai as he fights Shaolong Kufang. Uh, these names are getting weird to pronounce. I think it's Shaolong Kufang. I think that's how they pronounced it. Um, yeah, so I, th- he- I think it's it's Kufang, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe that's it. Muppet, you don't need to... Okay, Muppet is now uh, on the back of my seat, so that's exciting. Um, of course, Orihime watches from the sideline, as usual, um, and Rangiku's, like, Gigai is just, like, holding her, uh, and Hitsugaya looks down 
to see another Arankar, who's named Nakim, uh, standing over Rangiku's body. Like, her real soul body. Uh, Xiaolong expresses disappointment in Hitsugaya, and we cut back to Renji, who continues to, like, fail to land any hits on Ilfort. The Arankar calls him fast, and then easily stops, like, one of Zabimaro's attacks, going in for a swipe at Renji's stomach before calling the Shinigami and Renji by proxy trash. It is really funny that, like, we get a uh, just this bit of animation where Renji's doing, like, a bunch of attacks, but they feel so slow, and at the same time, Ilford is just, like, really lazily, like, weaving left and right and dodging everything, <laughs> and then he's like, damn, you've got some fast attacks. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I've seen faster. <laughs> uh, we're, we're both Renji's hardest, cri- harshest critic. We're like, God. Renji, you suck. Come on, Renji. Step it up. Uh, We cut to 12th Division in Soul Society as Akon is informed of the current situation. Uh, Akon admits to the strength of the Arankar, uh, and he calls it far greater than anticipated. And he asks if they're going to get permission to use it soon. Uruu tosses and turns in bed, dreaming of her Shinigami friends being cut down, and just, like, repeatedly saying, like, danger, dangerous, danger, it's so dangerous, you know, stuff like that. Normal kid things to dream about. Um, and the mod souls just, like, watch Renji's fight from a window, <laughs> and Jinta's just, like, on a rooftop watching as well. <laughs> just all of them going, like, Renji, damn, could you stop being a jobber for once in your life? <laughs> Come on, Renji. Fuck. Uh, This is exactly how a fucking freeloader would act. Come on, (laughs) Renji, step it up. (laughs) Has Renji won a single fight in this show? I don't know that Renji's won a single fight in this show. Damn. (laughs) Ilford prepares to strike uh, when suddenly Renji disappears. And then he appears behind Ilford, rapidly flash-stepping around him. Of course... This is actually not the real Renji. This is, like, an opportunity provided by the Mod Souls uh, in an attempt to give the real Renji opportunity to strike. But I think the Mod Souls just kind of realize that Renji's, like, not fucking having a good day and doesn't realize that's what's going on. So Liren, like, stops and is like, Renji, I have to spell this out for you, but we're giving you an opportunity here. We're, we're doing illusions. Do you see the illusions? You gotta fight him. Fight the guy, Renji. So, uh, after being told this by Lyrian, Ilford does, like, stop, uh, the attack. Basically just going, did you think that would work? You know, in the classic villain way. Uh, and then Ururu, who looks, like, fucking traumatized, um, joins Jinta on the rooftop, on the, fuck, words, joins Jinta on the rooftop, silently gazing at the battle. Jinta is like, I told you to go to bed. Wait, wait, what's that look in your eye? What What's going on? And he, like, realizes the Arankar's energy is, like, somehow affecting her. Um, and silently, she just blasts off towards the fight and kicks Ilford before, like, literally grabbing and starting to crush his neck. Uh, and she starts saying, you are dangerous to us. Enemies are dangerous. Enemies must be eliminated. And she just, like, repeatedly and brutally punches him in the face, bloodying him. 
It's like, uh, oh, right. Ududu's terrifying. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I, I, I assume this is, like, probably more violent in the manga, because, like, it, the camera, like, has, like, Ilford just, like, out of view, so you can't see what she's doing to his face aside from punching him. But it, even then, it was still, like, a lot. Um, He, like, swipes at her, but she dodges, and he's just, like, kind of freaking out at the fact that this, like, ten-year-old just, like, hurt him, like, really badly. He He's, like... Okay, Reggie is really having a bad week this week, because, uh... Literally, he just got shown up by, like, a 12-year-old. <laughs> to be fair, she is the same 12-year-old who absolutely showed up uh, our main character previously. This is true. This is true. Ururu, you're fucking terrifying. Uh, so, at this point, Ilford is has had enough. He's like, well, fighting this Soul Reaper was okay, but this 12-year-old, that's too much. And he goes, Impale Del Toro. Uh, and he releases his Zompokto. Uh, so his release form is, like, mostly just a lot of bowl-shaped bone armor with, like, giant horns. Um, and he hits Ururu, but Jinta comes in for the save, dealing basically no damage. Um, Jinta was good this episode, actually. Yeah, he barely talked, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, it was ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it is cool that he jump he jumps in even though he's like clearly incredibly outmatched to uh, save Ududu. Um I do want to point out Ilford's so Ilford's release state, he's got that like that shape that bull so you know how bulls have like the massive shoulders and then it peters out to teeny tiny hooves? Well he's got yeah. that, but it ends with his like normal human hands. Like the armor s- stops at his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing for some reason i look at it and i'm like ha, he's got itty bitty human hands so far all of the like released forms of the Arankar have been like kind of equally ridiculous in their own silly ways because there's like parts of it that look cool and then there's parts of it that just look absolutely stupid and i love it, it it's great yeah uh <laughs> uh Renji jumps into the fight to protect the children, because he's like, wait, I remembered, I have a purpose, I have to fight this guy. Uh, and he, he tells Jinta to leave with Ururu. Uh, Jinta agrees, and then Ilford is like, well, I guess we're all following by Ikaku's, like, fucking thing, so now that I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna tell you my name and my rank. So I'm Arankar Quince, which is 15, uh, and then we just cut to Hitsugaya's fight. <laughs> Uh, so Xiaolong notices Ilfert has released his Zanpakuto, and he, like, begins theorizing on why he may have done that. Uh, Hitsugaya goes in for the attack, but Xiaolong cuts through it with ease. Even his follow-up attack is, like, ineffective, with Xiaolong just, like, literally shrugging off the ice. Like, he, he's got his arm and sword covered in ice, and he just kind of shakes it off. And he once again states how disappointed he is. Uh, and then he notes that Hitsugaya has fewer ice flowers behind him, and that they are probably acting as a clock for when his Bankai ends. Out of 12 petals, Toshiro only has 3 left. It would be unsporting to kill him while weakened, though. So, Shellong opts to release his Zanpakuto and kill Toshiro now. Snip. Tijireta. Yeah, well, he's like, yeah, I could time you out, but I'm an honorable fighting game player. 
<laughs> I, you know, I'd rather kick you right now. I'm going to, you know, throw out some Oki. It's going to be fine. Just, just take it. Just die. He also makes a bunch of assumptions because he's like, yeah, Hitsugaya, like, you are a child, and although you are a captain, your Bankai is not complete because you are a baby. And I'm like, <laughs> Rukia has been a Soul Reaper for 50 years, and she was in Rukongai for who, for God knows how many years before that. How the fuck do you tell? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I, I He's just kind of making assumptions, for sure, and like... I don't know. I I kind of really love that we haven't learned anything about Toshiro's Bankai aside from that it really looks cool and it does a lot of ice. And suddenly he's just like, oh, I bet your Bankai does this. I figured you out. This is what your Bankai does, right? And it's guy's just standing there like, shit, he got me. He understands my Bankai. Fuck. <laughs> now, it should be mentioned. Hitsukai neither confirms nor denies because he actually knows how to do his job right. He's just looking at the guy and he's like, is that what you think? Alright. Like, to be fair, Shalong, probably right. Probably right here in in terms of what his Bankai does. But like, yeah, you're you're right. To Hitsukai's credit, he does not confirm nor deny any of it. Um, So Shalong's released form gives him some new armor. Most notably on his arms and hands, Muppet. M- Muppet just. Are you good? Muppet is like in the kitchen, just yelling, and she just ran across the hall. I don't know what her deal is. Muppet's just um, excited. The earworm has arrived. I guess so. Your wig, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Shaolong. So Shaolong's uh, release date. It's based on an earwig. Oh! That's what his tail is, and why he's got, like, the big spindly claws, and I think the name of it means earwig in Spanish, but I'm not entirely certain. Um, but yeah. Gross! He's an earwig. He, it's disgusting. I hate it! Never mind! I, I, I thought it was kind of silly and fun, and now I hate it! Thanks! Um, so yeah, he's got, like, armor notably on his h- arms, hands, and, like, his chest. Uh, but his hands especially sport extremely long and sharp fingers, and he now has a tail. Uh, and I guess he's based on a fucking earwig, so that's disgusting. In in the blink of an eye, Toshiro is severely wounded, and Shaolong offers his name and rank, because he's like, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm following in Ikaku's footsteps. So I am Urankar Undecimo, which is 11. Um... Rangiku looks up at the fight, and Shaolong cuts through Hitsugaya's ice wings, which grow back, like, almost immediately. Uh, Shaolong commends him for not running, and Hitsugaya asks if the numbers they refer to themselves with are a measure of strength. And Shaolong is like, no, 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 no. That, we, no, we, we don't do that here. We don't, our numbers don't mean strength. Unless you're, you're talking about, like, the top ten, in which case, those guys, yeah, those ones are strength-based. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he goes on to explain that when they're changed from a hollow to a rock car, they are given numbers from 11 onwards in order of birth. Those with exemplary killing abilities are given numbers 1 through 10 based in order of ability. Uh, those 10 are called the Espada. Uh, the number they were given is branded on their body and they are given authority over the lower numbers. He tells Hitsugaya that the strength of the Espada is in a whole different league than his, 
And also explains that one of the Espada, number six, is with them now. Uh, I, is this Sace? Sace? Say, I, I don't want to mispronounce words, but I, I don't know. I, I, be- I don't I really... believe it's Sace. Sace Espada. Uh, Grimjow Jaggerjack. Uh, or I guess I should say Grimjow Jaggerjack. Because uh, they always make an effort to enunciate it. And it looks like... If you've never watched Bleach, if your primary form of Bleach content has been through this podcast, first of all, why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, second of all, uh, this name is spelt J-A-G-G-E-R-J-A-C-Q-U-E-Z. Jaggerjock. We cut to Ichigo in Grimjow's fight as Grimjow asks if Ichigo's making fun of him by attacking so weakly. He tells Ichigo to show him his Bankai while he's still holding back. If not, he'll get a hole put in him, just like Rukia. Uh, Ichigo's like, well, fuck, I guess I better, uh, I better, uh, do that. And he starts releasing his Bankai. And Grimjaw's like, yeah, that's the guy I'm looking for. There you go, you're getting it. We cut back to Hitsugaya, who's struggling to hold on. Uh, and Rangiku asks internally if it's ready yet. Uh... Nakim notices she's still alive and heads towards her, and suddenly the comm unit that she's been holding in her hand goes off, telling her that Gente Kaijo has been granted. Just as Nakim is about to stop on her, she stops his foot with her arm and thanks the person on the line who I assume to be Akon. She tells everyone that Gente Kaijo has been granted, and a brand appears on their chests, each representing flowers with Renji's being different. So I, I assumed here, and like just to dip in a little bit on your episode, I assumed here that it was different because of their different squads, and that is accurate. They have different flowers representing their squad crest, I believe. Yes, every uh, this is a thing that's shown up, but like only in the supplemental manga stuff, I think, uh, which every squad has a specific flower assigned to it. So squad six is the camellia, and then squad ten is the daffodil. I like this a lot. I think it looks really cool. Everyone calls out Gente Kaijo in case we didn't get that that's what they were doing. And their brands glow as they are surrounded by energy and the episode ends there. Uh, overall, solid episode. Like, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Ururu moment was really uh, shocking. And uh, I don't know. I just feel bad for Renji. He's having a bad day. <laughs> he's just having a bad day, but I guess he's always having a bad day. And I uh, guess so. Gente Kaijo also, like, it means limiter release, or something of that sort, so. Okay. I do like that Rangiku is the one smart one, because, like, she went down like a chump at the first hit, but turns out she was just laying down, biding her time, because she was like, hey, these guys are really strong, we're gonna need to release our limiters. So she just laid down on the roof, and her opponent was just <laughs> watching the fight that Hitsugai was having anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of funny. Like, I, like at first when I saw this episode, like, when I was starting it, I was, like, really bummed because I'm like, oh, my God, they're not even going to show us Rangiku's fight. She's just going to be, like, on the ground. And then this happened. I'm like, oh, it's because she's smart. I get it. Uh, and it was pretty good. Uh, I was into it. Uh, what was the post-credits bit this time, Sam? The post-credits bit is a continuation of Khan's adventure. He's being chased by a bunch of ruffians because last time he took over Hanataru's body. And he's like, what did he do to piss these people off? But 
they're just chasing him because he's part of Squad 4, and I think they're probably Squad 11. They're just, like, ruffians who are like, Yeah, beat the shit out of him! He's from Squad 4! <laughs> Fuck him! <laughs> and then he's like, wait, hold on. I'm a soul reaper. That means I've got a sword! And then he draws Hanataro's and Bakuto. And that's when he, we learn, Oh, uh, Hanataro's sword doesn't cut people, it heals them. It, it's great. It, it I, I was obviously last week on the episode when you told me there was this continuing arc of like cone bits through the manga. I was like, oh God, I'm going to suffer. And then this happened. I was like, oh wait, maybe it's going to be okay. This is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because not only is it mostly Khan eating shit, it's also uh, just like random Hanataro lore, which is great. <laughs> I, I adore that. I think it, I think this is good, actually. Uh, what was the manga like this time, Sam? Manga's basically the same. Obviously, we don't have the uh, we don't have the three modules coming in. We do have Ududu just like coming up onto the roof, and Ginta's like, "Oh fuck! It seems like the Iron Car's like massive spiritual pressure has activated massacre mode." Oh, <laughs> it's called massacre mode. It's called massacre mode, and then like her beating the shit out of Ilford is also terrifying in the manga. She oh makes my a god. She makes a great face when she's like, enemies must be eradicated. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. It's just like, oh my god, oh my god. It's really this child good. Is, this <laughs> child is scaring me. I'm I'm frightened. And oh. the the only other difference is so when um when Shalong unleashes his uh, his resurrection he there's like this moment where there he's just staring at Hitsugaya and then the screen goes all black and white and suddenly Hitsugaya is just like is wounded in a bunch of places from getting slashed because Shaolong's like that much stronger and faster than he was. Yeah. Doesn't look like much of the show, but <laughs> it, it's definitely one of those like oh fuck, he's in trouble pages in the manga. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, wow. Okay. Buddy, you good? <laughs> It's also, like, we're, we're stating, I don't think uh, the anime has mentioned the term Resurrection. Uh, like, it, it's explicitly referred to all of it as like, oh, they've released their Zanpak Toe. But like, that, that's what it's called. I don't feel like it's that big of a spoiler to just say when an Arankar releases their Zanpak Toe, it's called a Resurrection. Yeah, you're right. I think they haven't said it yet, but... Also, I think by the time they do say it, I, th I think they just use it interchangeably. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it, not, a, not a huge deal. Just wanted to bring that up because, you you know, you said it, I was like, oh, that could be confusing, so, yeah. But, and that's pretty much it for the manga changes. Just just Ududu being, like, even more intense. <laughs> yeah, Jesus fuck. Eradicated. Uh, Alright, well, that does it for our first episode this week. Let's go ahead and cut to break. Let's get to break. You're a good to go. A good to go. All right. Let's After go. all, time is the most valuable thing on earth. Time to think. Time to act. Time to extend our fraternal relations. Time to become better men. Time to become better women. Time to become better and more independent citizens. Are you just wasting my time right now? <laughs> no, time that is is wasting your time. 
Thanks, Time Dottez, for wasting my time. I feel like we're discussing time way too much right now. Well, in that case, it's time to get right back into it with episode <laughs> 121, Clash, the Protector versus the Bearer. <laughs> I, I, I am the Bearer, apparently, in this situation. Quick shoutouts to the new intro uh, in this episode where we get some absolutely horrendous lip motions from Khan. Um, yeah. The, the, okay, the, the new opening, I fucking love this song. I think it's great. Uh, the opening is okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't like the way that they animated Khan's mouths. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It's terrifying. Uh, there's a lot of Urihimei and Aizen focus overall, and... There's a specific shot that I like, which is you get Yamamoto and the captains, and then that's mirrored by having Aizen and the Espada, like, standing in the same way. It, it's, it's like, kind of neat visually, but it's really kind of just a by-the-numbers anime opening, I'll be real. Yeah. And then everything else is like, well, okay, it's the opening, it's the first episode that this opening is happening on, which means there's a lot of stuff that's really cool, but singling out bits to talk about would require talking about future stuff, so... Let's just leave yeah. leave the rest of the opening as is. I will I will say, uh, I heard the new ending theme uh, as well, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's fucking Ori Ska Band, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking going. I love Ori Ska Band so much. They're so good. Nice. So with the limited release, uh, Shalong and Ilford both find themselves just immediately wounded, and the Soul Reapers start their explanation. Hey, remember that thing where, like, Zaraki and Byakuya's spirit pressure alone was enough to make people fall down and almost die because they were so paralyzed with pressure they couldn't breathe? And how, also in the same arc, Renji previously brought up that he was way stronger when fighting Ichigo because they weren't in the human world? Yeah. Turns out, all three Soul Reapers had only been using up to 20% of their strength uh, because of the whole limiter thing. I, so. I I think this is kind of hilarious because like not not to clown on Renji, but I feel like he completely forgot this was a thing uh until this moment where he gets Gente Kaijo. So because he seems so surprised. Like the entirety of the fight he he was having uh with Ilford, he just seemed like he was having such a bad time, like he was in such a bad spot. And then this happens, he's like, oh right, I have power. <laughs> well, it's like, because the way I see it is all three of them are willing to die without using the limiter release if they don't get permission. Because the whole idea is like, hey, I think if the sides division doesn't do like some fucky-wucky soul freeze bullshit around them before they're ready, uh, I think a bunch of people could just literally die from being near them. Yeah, for sure. And so all of them are basically operating under the assumption of if I die before I can, like, release my power because the top brass hasn't given me the authorizations, I'm just gonna fucking die. If I die, I die. Oh, well. Uh, so now that they're five times stronger, Renji is strong enough to just easily push back his opponent, and Rangiku can also block her opponent's blows with ease. And she's even going like, hey, when you were coming here earlier, you were way faster. Try that again. What's that called again? And he just, he just like, flash steps behind her, and he's like, It's called Sonido. And immediately as soon as he says that, uh, Rangiku appears behind him, and she's like, Oh, is that right? Ours is flash step, and he's just got this giant cut in his shoulder. <laughs> just the most massive flex. 
It's so funny. I, I I love that they're like, oh, this is the first time we're going to really name drop this. It's Sonado. It, oh, wait, shit. You got cut. Oops. <laughs> it's really good. And then with some honestly gorgeous animation, Rangiku and Renji both unleash their attacks, slaying their opponents. Uh, Renji's one goes on for a while and basically ends with a nuke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, right. A Bankai move. Oh, right. Bankai, that's a thing. God, I I think the animation overall this episode is really, really good. Yeah, there's a bit, like, the first half of this episode especially. The first half of this episode is just constantly gorgeous. The second half has, like, a couple of cool stuff, but also there's a lot of, like, here's this really good two seconds that gets reused for 15. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Shaolong sees both of his uh, his comrades explode, and he starts trying to run away, but guy freezes and shatters him as well. And as soon as he does, it's like, oh, he doesn't have any of those pedal things. And then his wings, his Bankai's wings start falling apart, and just an explosion of blood where the wings come out, and he falls down to the roof of the building. It's like, oh, oh, I guess that's what happened. <laughs> I, I guess so, Jesus. <laughs> Renji is also, like, on the ground and panting and out of breath, and his Bankai is just, like, all broken up into various pieces. And he's like, I was able to get the kill, like, immediately, because he was, he was all, like, shocked and scared by the limiter release thing. But honestly, if both of us fought at full power from the start, probably would have been a really close hard fight. <laughs> he's like, no, really, guys, these, I know we just clowned them, and we had, like, this great triumphant moment, and it was cool. But seriously, these Arankar are tough. But also, they're nothing compared to the Espada, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry, like, the, these are the weak ones. And it's like, okay, okay, Bleach, are, are we supposed to think of them as a threat, or are we not supposed to think of them as a threat? How much stronger, like, it, the, the way that they try to keep saying, like, they keep jumping back and forth between, like, like, I don't want to harp on, like, power levels or whatever, but they keep trying yeah. to jump between these guys are a huge threat and very dangerous, and also we can clown them with a single move. But also, they're really, really tough. But also, also, they're nothing compared to the next stage. Uh. I, I think a lot of the problem here honestly does come from exactly what you're saying, but a, a lot of it does come from, like the explanation that Shaolong gave last episode, where he's like, hey, our numbers don't mean anything, unless you're in the top ten. Because um, it, it's like, it kind of just undercuts everything, and, like, I, I think it would, like, I get that they can't just start with, like, the really low numbers and be like, oh yeah, these are the really powerful ones, because, like, uh, minor spoilers, I guess, we're gonna fight a lot of Arankar for the next several seasons. Uh... And a lot of them have higher numbers. So, like, it I, it kind of makes sense that they're going with this, oh, yeah, no, like, we we do this by birth order. But it, it, it really does kind of just undercut these ones as being small fry. And it, it, it's like, yeah, it, it, it can't seem to decide whether it wants us to think of these guys as a threat or not. And it, it's very confusing, and it's, it's just not great. <laughs> yeah, they're basically... They're only ever as much of a threat as is needed to make the current chapter or episode interesting. Yes. Um, which is a bit of a shame, because, yeah, the continuity starts getting, like, weird. After that, we've got, like, like Renji's basically going, like, damn, if they're all this strong, like, Ichigo, what the fuck is up with you? Um, 
And we get, like, a really quick back and forth between Grimjaw and Ichigo, but then we cut to the real meat of the episode, where an exhausted Keigo is bringing back Ikaku and Yumichika to his furious sister. Uh, and he's like, thank God, my sister is in a pissy mood. I'm gonna say, hey, I brought these guys to stay over, and she's gonna kick them out, and that'll be that. And, you know, no one can make her do anything she doesn't want to. Because his sister is clearly, uh, very opinionated. Uh, obviously. <laughs> Unfortunately for Keigo, the half-dead buzz cut is exactly her type. And while Keigo is trying to explain the absolutely absurd situation that he's in, uh, she cannot wait to congratulate Keigo on his find. <laughs> She's like, nice! You brought a hottie home! Hell yeah! Absolutely he can stay here! Of course! I want to be the kind of accepting older sister who will just turn the other cheek when my brother brings home strangers! Also, Akaku's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so ready to hate this bit. Like, when it, when it started, I was like, oh no, oh no. And then it just, like, it was executed so well in such a funny way that I couldn't help but lose my shit. Um, I, I, I think my favorite part here is when Keiko points out that Ikaku isn't actually, like, a buzz cut. He, he's bald. And then Ikaku is like, I'm not bald either. And Keiko's just like, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, Ikaku has mentioned before that he shaves his head. Yeah. Or he said it, anyway. This is true. Back in the fight, Grimshaw was able to just, like, grab Ichigo's sword by the blade and then toss him several city blocks, followed by this incredibly fantastic slow-mo shot of his fist moving to collide with Ichigo's face. And you see his, like, Ichigo's, like, expression change as he notices the fist and sees it coming and he starts getting scared. And then he just... He kind of does, like, a spot dodge and smash. Like, he, he flash steps in the same place. Uh, but he's crouching under the attack now, and then he tries to slice. But, you know, Grimjaw just grabs it and kicks him through the air back into the street again. <laughs> this entire segment is just, like... The the animation that they put on Grimjaw, where he's, like, dancing on his toes like a boxer, or yeah. he's really stalking forward after he knocks Ichigo away, it's like, oh, hell yeah, this is the really good shit. <laughs> It, it, it fills Grimjow with so much personality from his movement alone. Uh, it, it's so good. It, it makes you, like, way more into this character than you would be if it was just, like, a standard, you know, bleach fight. And I, I was really into it. Yeah, like, because we've seen, like, Zoraki and Ikaku, like, enjoying fighting. But Grimjow is definitely, like, he's enjoying the fight with every fiber of his being. 100%. And then he just starts beating the shit out of Ichigo, and it's bad enough that he starts to flashback to his fight with Yami, and then to two episodes ago when Rukia got hurt, until eventually Grimjow just, like, finishes his fighting game combo uh, <laughs> with a plant, and then he's uh -huh. like, God, your Bankai sucks! It makes you a little faster, and you're not even that fast. <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Uh, but Ichigo surprises him by firing off a black Getsuga Tensho, uh, which it leaves like, it's a really powerful attack and it shocks Grimjow, but all it does is kind of like singe his wrists and his chest where it hits. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
Ichigo is now like, er, Grimjaw is now like, oh yeah, like, now you're worthy of me killing the shit out of you. <laughs> that, now that's what I call an attack. Uh, <laughs> now I don't feel that. <laughs> uh, but Ichigo starts like, there's like an oil in his eye that starts taking over the color of his irises because the hollow inside of him is trying to take control. And he's like, okay, right. The Black Getsuka Tencho is his move, and the more I use it, the the more that, like, he tries to take control of my body. I can probably do, like, two or three, and then I'm fucked. Oh. But, Tozen shows up, and he's like, hey, Grimjow, I've come to bring you home. You piece of shit. Everything you're doing is against <laughs> the rules, and Aizen hates you. He's really upset with you. Go home. And I'm, I'm really like, into Tozen's look here. Tozen has a good look going on now. Yeah, he doesn't have the like tied up braids, uh, the tied up dreads that he had before. It's kind of it's more like more loose. It looks good. Yeah, uh, he looks good. He's he's doing good for himself, I think. But yeah, he tells Grimjaw to go home, and Grimjaw's like, All right, "Fine, mom, whatever." <laughs> and then they just leave, and Ichigo is like really mad that hey, you can't just come here, start a fight, and then leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but Grimjaw's like, um, he just saved your life, asshole. <laughs> like, my name is Grimjaw Jaggerjack. Next time you hear it is the day you die. Try, <laughs> like, and then he goes away. He didn't get the memo, the memo that Ikaku just does it when he feels like he's going to kill somebody. He's like, I'm going to kill you later, so I'm going to tell you my name now. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Ren, like, Ichigo's just kind of, like, standing there, kind of lost in thought, and then Renji shows up, and they have a little conversation where it's like, well, if are the Hollow gone? It's like, yes. Uh, did you win? It's like, no, I lost. Well, no, the fact that you're alive is a win, because remember, Renji was taught by Ikaku, uh, but Ichigo, like, sees through the bullshit, and he's like, I obviously lost, and I couldn't protect Rukia. Like, if you were in my place, you would also think you lost. Fuck off. <laughs> Sad Bleach music plays. Sad bleach. at B three. We see Orihime like healing Hitsugaya and Rukia, and then we see Tessai taking care of Ururu, and then we cut to Aizen, and then we get the ending song with a whole ton of casual clothing Shinigami, and I'm mostly spending the whole time hooting and hollering and cheering. Bless, 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 bless. So some of the art is better than some of the other art. Uh, like some of it's a little weird, but like for the most part, it's it's really good. It's fun. The song's really fun. Or a ska band fucking rules. Uh, I, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, it's just really fun. Uh, what was the post credits bit this time, Sam? So Khan is just still getting the tar kicked out of him. Uh, because every time he's like he's fighting back, but every time he fights back, all he's doing is like healing their wounds and their scars and shit. Until eventually, Hanataru's sword fills up completely with, like, like there's a red bar on the side, because he also has meter. And yeah, of course. once it's uh, fully filled up, all the wounds it's collected are fired as a giant laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a Getsuka Tencho, and then the sword turns back into a scalpel. So the fun part about this is that Hanataro is a character in that Bleach fighting game for the Wii that was mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fights using his sword in its, like, scalpel form, and when you hit someone with a scalpel, you heal them. 
But if you manage to fill up his laser, you can do a giant super move that if it hits, it takes off, like, a little bit over half of their health. Oh my god. So you have to... And, like, the way that game works in the first place is that if you're using light attacks, you can... There's, like, a rock-paper-scissors thing where, like, because you're you're doing, like, ten attacks a, a second because you're, like, wildly flailing the Wiimote, if, it's, like, it's a rock-paper-scissors between thrust, vertical, and horizontal attacks. And if you're, do, if you're like, losing the rock-paper-scissors, your moves get interrupted. So the way to fight with Hanataro is he has, like, one move he can do where it's just, like, he does a diving headbutt and then he rolls on the ground for five whole seconds and it's just, like, a continuous, like, combo hit. Uh, that deals a fair chunk, of, a little bit of damage, but it fills up his meter by a lot. But the other way is you basically have to heal your opponent a little bit by engaging in close quarters combat with them and breaking their guard with the right, like, rock, paper, scissors option. And then when you win the rock, paper, scissors and they're, like, stalling out, you do the headbutt. And that's how you, like, charge your meter enough to pull off the giant super move. <laughs> God... That sounds really fun, but, like, I've also played this Bleach fighting game, and I know it's, like, fun potential is a little bit limited by the forced motion controls. Uh, so, I don't know, like, I, I, I just want a real fucking Bleach fighting game. That's all I want. Like, a real one that's not on the DS or the Wii. Just give it to me. Arc System Works? Get get in touch with Koopa. Just do it. Yeah, on- honestly, they should make, like, Bleach Fighter Z. Yeah, please. Uh, as far as the manga goes, the the manga is basically exactly the same. The only difference is in the anime, we see Renji and Matsumoto finish off their fight, and then Shaolong is like, oh fuck, time to get out, and then he gets murked. In the manga, you see all three of them do their moves at once, and then you also see them all three get like the victory pose while their enemy is like dying in the background. And it's just this big two-page spread of all three of them being really badass. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I'm into that. That's that's the only change. Well, uh, overall, pretty good episodes this week. Uh, I was into it. Uh, I, I I wanted to be known that last night um, I was watching the second episode this week on, on my laptop because like, I, I take my notes on my laptop. Uh, and I... <laughs> my... I didn't plug my laptop in, so the last five minutes of the episode I didn't actually see until this morning. Uh, but, uh, damn, Grimjow sure can't beat the shit out of Ichigo, huh? He really can. Uh, that about does it for this week, though. Um, thank you as always for listening. You can find the show on Twitter, at BleachCast. You can find me on Twitter, at Lavender underscore Pause. And you can find me on Twitter, at SSBSLJ. I'm also co-host. I'm also like guest hosting on the last couple of uh, Meta Watch episodes of the season. Hell yeah! Fucking get those bots. Get get Meta Watching. I don't. I don't know a good tagline for this. Just enjoy doing that. Have a good time. Uh, I I have to get going, but thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a great week. Stay cool, chats. Well, what say we wrap this up, brother? You know, I, I'd agree with that. Let's let's wrap this up. We're doing it. We're doing it right now. Uh-huh.